wrestling fans, and charisma. Hey, that's me. And today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Yellow again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Charisma. Once again, we are smacked out along ringside and ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review podcast. Quentin, how you doing this week, my friend? I'm doing all right. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. I've survived two nearly rained out fairs and uh, still live to tell, tell about it. Didn't fall on any any wet rings or you know slip in anyone's nachos, so I'm making it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, some um, fair shows. They can... You never know what you're gonna get. No, it, but 99.99% chance, if it's outdoors or, or not or not under a shelter, you're gonna get rain or, or had rain that day. Just, you're gonna get, you're gonna get rain, or every day leading up to it will be in the 80s and perfect weather, and then it'll be windy and 61 like it was <laughs> last night. <laughs> oh, so you need to borrow my old turtleneck from back in the day. <laughs> Man, if I would have had layers, I would have wore them. I want to see if anybody had the whole old assassin's full body suit. Yeah, it's a nylon K and H suit. Be good to go. I did. I did have my my K and H uh, Tarzan on because I figured if I fell in the mud, that'd be the easiest thing to clean. Because those old <laughs> nylons, you can just throw in the washer and dryer, and it'll be fine. Yep. I never wore dried mine though. I always washed them and hung them up. I, I would usually hang them, but when you when you got the real thick heavyweight, like you could dry it and it wasn't going to do a thing to it. I know. I just never. I, I, I usually, I, usually I never did it on high heat. I always did it on low heat. Yeah. Um, I guess because I didn't never dry none of my other stuff when I wash yeah. it all. I'd hang everything up, so I just always hang them hang them up. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I finally learned you can't dry spandex. I always thought all those years you were just being like over paranoid about it. And then oh, when I started, you know, not when I wasn't tagging with you anymore, and started doing it on my own. When I dry them, and then I get those little frizzies. Yep, that's how I remember. I was like, man, these um, nights don't last long at all. <laughs> when uh, when I was living at home, I started wrestling. I was living at home, and uh, uh, we had I get go to the kitchen, and then you go up these these doors. We had a screening porch, and there was a garage. The screening porch had a ceiling fan, and uh, so I. Spring, summer, and even in the fall, I would uh, when I wash my stuff, I was like, I want as like I hang it outside and dry faster. So I could take my stuff and hang, put on hangers and hang it from the ceiling fan on the screen porch. My mom come home one day from work, she's like, "What the crap's hanging from the ceiling fan on the screen porch?" Like, it's my wrestling gear. She took it down. It looks horrible. I said, "That was drying." <laughs> I know, stupid story to me. So no, no, I actually have a similar one. Um, so. I finally, when I first started wearing trunks, nobody smartened me up that, hey, you need to wear under trunks. And I didn't look at myself, so I didn't realize you could see anything. So I'm just, you know, out there free balling it under my trunks. Oh, no. And, and th this is for years. And, and <laughs> finally, yeah, finally, I'm, I'm watching a match back uh, with a girl I'm seeing, and she stops it and she goes, you, You've got to start wearing stuff under your trunk. Like, what are you talking about? And she fast forwards a little bit and hits pause. And it was my my Arn Anderson trunk, so white in the front. Oh, I love those. And she's like, you can see everything. So I so I remember reading in uh, McFoley's book about how you know Al Snow freeballed, but a lot of the guys to not have uh, lines would wear thongs. So it took some looking in Tennessee, but I found male thongs <laughs> and and began wearing those. Yeah. And my mom, I'm living at home at the time, and my mom's doing my laundry. 
and finds random thongs in there. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, whose are these? Because they're not mine. Ah. Yeah, so that was a weird conversation. My stepdad laughed at me a lot about that. I'm sure he ribbed you about that for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just started owning it. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. A lot of people... <laughs> Santa had trouble. always had layers. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, you, you, were, you were so packed in. Took a crowbar to get you out some nights. Especially with the K&H. Yeah, one time. I know, I'm, I had on K&H leggings, K&H butcher, K&H trunks one night. I was like, man, I was like, I'll probably get shot and bullet wouldn't go through these things. (laughs) Especially if they're all the heavyweight. I mean, good God. Well, my leggings wasn't heavyweight, but my butcher's trunks always were. Yeah. The most durable, most durable wrestling gear there ever was. Yeah. Yeah, it was because I didn't because I would switch up the leggings different colors more than a because I just had like two trunks, two butchers, or or the or some well actually when sometimes uh, there from beginning I didn't do butch I did the uh, uh, button crotch tops but um yeah I always got the heavyweight and that stuff except the, like I said the leggings I switch them out different colors so I, I didn't ever um, get the heavyweight because I I didn't wear them enough you know what I'm saying yeah didn't wear them as much as I'm. I only had one pair of the K&H nylon leggings, and all the other leggings were spandex. So I just switched those out. I had, you know, so many different ones, so, so I never did buy them. Now, if I would just had, if I was wearing the same leggings, though, I definitely would have bought the heavyweight. Hey, man, but buzzed up found the hack there for a while. For a while, he was getting uh, plus-size women's leggings and is putting those under his trunks and, and butcher, and he was fine. Though that's what I wore the last, well, not with the, but until from... 99 until 04 when I was out from the wreck. That's all my leggings were down from Romans. There you go. You could do it for yep. sure. I mean, they, I mean, can't get pink and purple nylon leggings. See, if, if people just start, like, people just bring back the layered look and just get a black pair of trunks, then you could save a lot of money and just buy leggings from the department store. Yeah. I was, I was paying like 15 bucks. Then, then you know, shipping. But yeah, I was getting them off from uh, Romans, and uh, that's why I got those. Um, they're one. Of, they're I don't know. They're like kind of like what? I don't know what kind of design they were, but I had a pink. I had a pair of pink ones, or pink and white, and purple and white. Or them a lot, which can't. I wore them in those. Um, I grief. I might just went blind. Well, well, your brain's falling apart. I'll, I'll tell you. WMF. The those WMF videos. Yeah. I would, can't really tell the designs. I don't know. That's what, oh, 3WF, did you watch the Kevin Jones match? What? I, I know. I, I tell you, man, I have I've had three bookings this week, and that's more than I've had in forever. But it's like only like 15 minutes long. Yeah, you you want to you want to skip the Bachwinkle Lawler match and watch that? <laughs> no, because I don't think we can repeat the stuff. On there. No, no way we could. The, we would be canceled as with the podcast. Well, now we have to put the uh, put the explicit gimmick on anchor. Yeah. <laughs> for <it. laughs> But uh, all right. Oh, uh, I'm gonna correct myself from last week when you you asked me if um, he was going on that card for Memphis, and he said Mike Boyer. And he asked if that was Mike Boyette, and I said no, I was wrong. Uh, for some reason, I was thinking of Bob Boyer, but that actually was Mike Boyer. I you mean, Mike, Mike Boyette. Okay. Yeah, Mike, that. That Mike Boyer was actually Mike Boyette. For some reason, I was thinking Bob Boyer. He did like a, he did like an indie gimmick at one time once. I think he did like an indie gimmick one time. And yeah, he worked, he worked a lot of different places. 
So I'm, that's what I was thinking about because I've always seen Mike Boyette's name. I've never seen Mike Boyer. Um, so was he working as Mike Boyer, or did they whoever put that up just misspell it? I, I you know what, I, I, I think it was just I, he might have been working that way because I'm trying to think. Well, see, I've only seen him advertise a, a lot. Was well, he worked a little bit for Fez UWA, but it's Mike Boyette on that, and I'm pretty sure he was Mike Boyette for Gulas and. I know he's Mike Boyette in Gulf Coast. He was down there forever. Now, he might have been Mike Boyer, I think about it, when he worked for Watts. He might have been. Come think about it. But that was later on. Yeah, I just got him mixed up. Yeah, that was Mike Boyette. I was thinking of Bob Boyer, the older guy that did the Indian gimmick, different places. So, that's what I like doing this. You learn stuff. <laughs> and I want to say, and to get back on the topic just for a second, the weirdest on the one pair of leggings I've been hunting for and can never find the exact print is the old Terry Funk leggings. I, I, w- I would wear long tights if I could find that print. Now to wear the Terry Funk I'm long tights. Spandex ones he wore, the white and black stripe and the red and black stripe. Yep. I, I was told they're actually some old workout tights, is what they are. Yeah. Yes, yeah, what they are. Yeah. And I, 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 did, I can't find the exact print. I'm telling you, man, for that time period, because I, I tell you who was really big in the spandex workout at that time period was uh, California Crazy Wear. Yeah. I bet that's what they were. Maybe. I know they were Nikes. But, yeah, they were just well, spandex. But yeah, you, you don't you don't see those. No, and, man, two of my favorite guys wore them. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was Funk, and then Candido was wearing them for a while. Yeah. That's, that's two of my favorite guys. Well, that's such an old pattern, and it, you might, if you can find somebody that has, still has a pair, maybe, but that, unless you get somebody to make you some, then that'd be a yeah. little pricey. Oh, the, 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 thought, the thoughts crossed my mind, for sure. And that it's would funny, be too, you, probably. You can find the stripes, but they're not quite, it's not quite them, you know what I mean? But, you, I mean, you can get them, you can get some made like it, identical to it, but it, I mean, I don't think it costs you too much. It, it, it probably wouldn't, and I just haven't pulled the trigger. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be over $100, because... I mean, they're going to have to cut out the material, different materials. I mean, it probably won't be that. It ain't going to be that hard, but, but I'm, you know, I'm saying probably 150 tops. Yeah, maybe. Oh, for sure. So I'm saying anywhere from 125 to 150. Yeah, it, it wouldn't Which, be bad. I mean, that's a lot of money, but for something nobody else has, that'd be cool, though. <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. Now, if you just get some um, some of those uh, Terry Funk boots, you'd be you'd be all all set then, wouldn't you? Oh man, Terry! Yeah, Terry had some. Well, which one, either ones, but he had those red, white, and blue boots that were sweet, and he also had the uh, the tinny llamas. Yeah. Now I'm sure you're probably referring to the tinny llamas. Yeah, yeah, Tony Tony llamas, but they were t- they called them tinny llamas because they were yeah because they were tennis shoes. I almost yeah. bought a pair of those for fifty bucks. Oh, you, you're killing! You know me. what? Is a '93. Somebody had a pair. I don't know who it was. Somebody had a pair in the dress room in Columbia, Tennessee. See for fifty bucks, they were. I couldn't get my foot in them. They were like size nine. There's no way. Yeah, I could have got my foot in them. The the one <laughs> pair that I've ever able was able to get my hands on in my size. They were narrow, so they're they're made yeah. real. They're made real narrow. Yeah, they're made really narrow. Yeah, that's why I couldn't. And I I don't have a wide foot, but I don't have a narrow foot either. And they're made more on the narrow side. And I just I couldn't get yeah. my foot in it. Well, Bob Cook's got more. Got the biggest collection I know of. Yep, he's got the most. He's got the biggest collection. But um, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, we, we got off in the weeds, but we do that. Yeah, 
Oh, you may tell me my storm re- after we get done with this about what we're talking about this week about the um, the video oh, yeah, you yeah. found. Yeah, let's say let's say save it till after, but absolutely. I found some some old matches of myself. You did. <laughs> yeah, we did. All right, let me get my thing queued back up here. All pass. Whoa, I probably want to mute that. That's a little loud. <laughs> yeah, I heard the sultry tones of one Lance Russell. And that that's right. We are going to Memphis at the Mid South Coliseum, August twenty first, nineteen seventy eight. This video is brought to us by Roy Lucher Wrestling Territories on YouTube. The match is Nick Bockwinkle versus Jerry Lawler. And are you all the, set? Uh, yeah, I'm set. And uh, if you if you're watching along with us, you most likely you, you cut it on there. You're going to see Lance Russell and. And Bill Dundee with a looks like a look like he stole a Jerry Reed's cowboy hat. So it's the same match. It just it's yeah. This, the this was from we were talking about this before. This was from the the B show. Yeah. And it, we we found the entire show actually, um, and it uh, looked like it was full matches from the Mid South Coliseum. Some may have been joined in progress, but I skimmed through a little bit. And they keep going back. I guess uh, Lance and, and Bill are hosting the show this morning. And Bill well, only puts on the hat out. before the Lawler match. I thought was funny. Yeah, I'll find I'll find out tonight what's all on it. I'm definitely going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Roy, Roy Lucher. If I know what we're getting, I'm waiting off the thing here. But go check out his. He's he's got everything, man. He's he, Roy Lucher's the man. All right. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, absolutely. And, and he's got multiple different YouTube pages. So search Roy Lucher, and he has it all separated. So if you're looking for lucha, if you're looking for Japanese, if you're looking for territory stuff, he's got it all. Yeah, he's the man. And he puts it out right. there for consumption. He doesn't just have it. Yeah. He puts it out there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we appreciate right. Roy. If you are set, I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. Triple zeros, and we'll hit play in three, two, one, play. <laughs> Cabinet, cowboy hats. Okay, here we go. Ooh, it's dark. Oh, there it goes. It's not dark. Speaking of K and H, what is on Lawler's boots? Is that his knee pads? Lawler never wore no knee pads. I know, but they're but look at his boots. I think they're it's not fat. I think they're Bobby. Yep. Oh, wait to see Bobby's outfit. When when I pulled this up, it watched for a couple minutes, and I saw his outfit. It was great. Um, no, I think I think those are Lawler's. Uh, I think he had a pair of black and white cowboy boots. Well, not cowboy boots, but you know, slip-ons. Yeah. Because Lawler, I guess Lawler got tired of uh, tying tying laces real quick. Yeah. Bachwinkle's what about late thirties here. I figured he's 62. <laughs> Look at that outfit. California. California. In, La- in Lakers oh, colors. Yep. Oh, that's... Bo- Bobby is loud. Who wears trunks? No. Trunks and leggings? Or is that just... Or is that... No, that he's got ha- He's got pants, but they're like half oh, and half. Oh, I got... Okay. Oh, that's heat getter right there. Oh, yeah. See, look at those large boots. It, see, it looks like he's got... Because the bottoms are white. Yeah, I think it's just two different color, like, slip-ons. But the backs of them they look like they're silver and uh and black. I just never seen them look like. Hmm. I just realized Bachwinkle's Bach- not wearing knee pads. Did he always not wear knee pads? Not in the old days. Hardly anybody did. Uh, is Lawler's leggings orange or red? I can't. I can't tell with the footage. Uh, okay, I, I'm, I'm going with you. red just because this is always that's always the classic Lawler outfit. I think of is the oh. black butcher and the red tights. But that's also was his you know Monday Night Raw outfit forever. <laughs> when he had the black jacket with the gimmicks on the shoulders. 
is the ref is that Calhoun or is that, that see I, I was guy? wondering that myself Dave Ferguson or what his name was oh look at him wiping down that's he I don't, right I don't think it's Calhoun like I know Calhoun was thin but that dude almost seems too thin to be Calhoun and I don't I don't remember Calhoun ever wearing stripes oh big hip toss feet up arm drag feet up slam Tennessee spot boom yep international see, right off the bat there we go powder out See, a lot of people get it wrong. They do the slam in the middle. Slam's always the last. Yeah. Oh, oh, that, absolutely oh that, that that whole get up by Heenan is awesome. Look at that. Oh, my gosh. Why doesn't he have oh, a purple, he's got yeah, why didn't he have a purple pocket on the yellow side? I don't know. Right <laughs> <on> material? <laughs> yeah. But he's got Bobby on his sleeve. That whole suit right there is a heat getter. Yeah. And this is before Lawler started wearing rollerblading elbow pads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bob Wiggles. Tell the ref he grabbed the hair. I don't think it is Calhoun. Man, 70s Calhoun had a big old head of hair, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Everybody did. It's the 70s. <laughs> but making noise, I'm eating me a baby Ruth. I'm hungry. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> Are you sure it's a baby Ruth? You haven't been buying any pools lately, have you? Maybe. No, top wrist lock. You got Bob Winkle. Nice. Whoa. Look at the wrestling we're getting out of Jerry Lawler. Wow. Bob Winkle is such a master, man. He was so good. Just the, just the way he moved around the ring. Yeah. Oh, that like take over to the head scissors. All keeps getting up into Bachman's face. He didn't work in the crowd. <laughs> you know what match I'd, I'd love to see the uh, I'd love to see two matches actually in their entirety. I'd like to see the match where it was like what was it five hundred dollars a punch or something like that. And I'd like to oh, see yeah. the and I'd like to see the match that led to it. because mm -hmm. I know Bachwinkle probably took every punch and sold everyone differently, but great. Let's go behind my Bachwinkle. I was trying to figure out how to reverse out of it. We're, we're getting treated to a shot of a big yellow butt. Yeah. <laughs> a butt shot. A prolonged butt shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm milking this, <laughs> milking this for a dollar's worth, I think. Yep. Calhoun's got his sweet bell bottoms, by the way. Oh, Bobby's are a bell bottoms, too. Did you notice them? Hey, 78, man. Bell bottoms are still rocking in 78. Oh, nice person to go behind. No. Oh, look at Lawler. Yeah, Lawler with a sit up. Lawler actually wrestled in high school. Did he? A little bit, yeah. Well, well according to the three-hour shooter interview I listened to, he did. Bobby's over here wiping the sweat off Bob Winkle getting heat. <laughs> Bob goes back in. We get another lockup. Headlock by Lawler. So, let's see, 78. So, Lawler's how many years in? Four or five? Eight. Eight. Oh, he's starting 70? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I don't part. This is either... Going into eight or seven and a half or whatever. I guess first match on TV was like 70, I think. Bobby goes in the hair. Shoots him off. Big shoulder tackle. Drop down. Get it again. Sound wrestling. Get and, it again. And, and, <laughs> and not the match you expect from Lawler. No. He's definitely working Bachwinkle's match. If you don't know what get it again means, it was it means he got the headlock takeover on him. <laughs> he needs saying that he pulled his hair, I think. <laughs> he's not headlock. I don't even think he's the brain yet. I think it was beautiful, Bobby. He didn't yeah. Want it. yeah. I don't think it came to the until later on, wasn't it? Maybe. I don't, I'm not. But AWA stuff, I, I don't know a lot of history about it. Now, see, I always I always love this reversal, and it's underutilized. It's, it's, it's basically a cross face across the nose to get out of the headlock. Yeah, yeah he's cross-facing definitely. He and, he and Kurt in one of their matches do that into a roll through and maintain the headlock, and it looks so good. Henning and Bachwinkle? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Henning and Lawler didn't do that spot. <laughs> Now the, those are those are boot, they they've got strappies on them. Know what it is? 
Yeah, and they're like silver and black, and they've got some strap gimmicks. Uh, it's a different style from his regular slip-ons. As long as he's not wearing his ugly airbrush tights, I'm okay. <laughs> well, we're in his side headlock for all I'll, uh, I'll get out, ain't they? Yeah, they're, uh, they're definitely getting the most out of a little. Yeah, shoot him back off. Tackle. Drop down. Oh, oh buckle with the slam. Kick off. Oh, get it again. Oh, there we go. That was sweet, wasn't it? Yeah, this is textbook wrestling. This is easy stuff. Yep. It's good. Yeah, they're, they're somebody that's in the ring. You see that? Yeah, Ref, who got it out of there, too? Did Heenan throw it in? See, he's looking at Heenan. Turn something to Heenan. Looking at headlock. This is definitely a Botwinkle match. Is this uh, this Lawler's first shot at the AWA title? or That's got to be close. Yeah, because the split was 77, right? What was what year? What what uh, month was this? August. Of 78. I might have one before then. Do they split what, Mark? Oh, he's showing off the guns there. Yeah, scratching. Because <laughs> the split was what, March or April of 77? So they might have had one by then. I don't know. I have to look it up. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if, because uh, this is such a Bachwinkle match. I didn't know if this might have been the first time. You know, he's hey, like, it's probably the first one of, the, of this little, they probably had a couple week run. Now, if they do a couple week runs, that's right. They didn't bring it back. Well, at least not the net. Yeah. Oh, least, oh, nice boot. That kick looked good from Bachwinkle. Yeah, it did. Shoot him off. Backdrop. Nope. Big knee. What do you call it? Kitchen sink? Is that what they call that? Yeah, that's what they call it now. Yeah. You know yeah. where that, that came from, right? It came from those uh, N64 wrestling games. I don't, I don't know where the actual name Kitchen sink came from, but like in those N64 wrestling games. Oh, the crossbody. Oh, my yeah. God. But wow. that's what that's what it was called in those. Oh, big slam. Another side headlock. Everything they're going to get it again at the end. They're going back to the headlock. Um. Yes, they won't call kitchen sink. Back then, it was just called watch the knee. <laughs> yeah, watch the knee. Oh, how did Baku get the headlock over on him? I Cameron think he was pulled hair or the... something while. Uh... Okay, because Heenan was with the drew the ref, and the camera went with them instead of staying on the. <laughs> and somehow Baku got the advantage. He choking him. Yep. Uh, he goes cheating. <laughs> no, there's no skirt on that ring at all. Look at that. There's no what skirt. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> And you can tell there ain't much pad on that thing either. Look. Oh yeah, no, no, it's it's carpet padding, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Or just carpet. Huh? Or just carpet. What? I bet it's just carpet. Yeah, it's a roll of carpet. Now Bobby was starting to work the head. Judging by the time of this match, this may be his heat. That's what I'm thinking too. Lars got him up. He's gonna shoot him off. No, well maybe. Oh, he's gonna reverse out of it to a top wrist lock. He grab the hair. Bobby was gonna grab the hair. And now. <laughs> Grab his hair and yanks him down. Uh, he's just going to keep him grounded for the heat. So I bet yep. there's going to be a real good fiery comeback. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. But then it's these people might be into this. I just don't know because there's no sound. But they might be into it. I mean, because this was... On, I just clicked on the sound real quick. They're in, they're into it. They're making noise. They're not going crazy, but they're yelling out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's in a headlock right now. <laughs> there's people calling. They're sitting in the front row. They're clapping, trying to get, get the Go Jerry Go chant going. This may be really early on. This may be one of the first ones, and they just kept it as minimal as possible for the first one. Yeah. Because Lawler got a lot of shots at Bachwinkle. Yeah. Lawler firing up. Drops the elbow on the back of the neck. Uh Oh, is he getting his comeback? Ooh, big punch. Bachwinkle's out from a punch. It's down. Calhoun actually admonishing Lawler for a punch. Yeah. Well, that didn't happen later on, did it? (laughs) No. What are going to do now? Another big punch. Boom. I don't know if this is the setup for the punch gimmick. No, I've seen clips from that match. 
and, no, and no, Les Lawler, no, Les Lawler starts just laying them out with it later. Oh, okay. Oh, just, dang it! There was a clip. Crap! It was clipped. I'm disappointed. Oh, I thought this was the whole match. It couldn't have been I that much clipped one. out though, because oh, has he got color, Bachwinkle? I think he's got color because he's hit him like 50 times. I think this is the setup for the. Well, that, that that disappoints me then because. I, I, man, I skimmed through this to make sure it wasn't clipped and it didn't look clipped, and I must not have just hit that spot. That's all right. We're getting the gist of it. Look at, look at Bobby begging off with his hands behind his back, begging off the corner. Boom, big boot. Another big punch. Yeah, I bet this has to do with the punches. He's right before it skipped, it was punch, punch, punch. And then when it got to this part, it's all been punches. It's not Mary. Here comes the piston One punch. One of my favorite things he does. I love those. Yeah, they look good. They always it's, have. His piston punches are so good. Look at Bobby go flop and selling. <laughs> yeah, I bet this sets leads up to that because that's all he's doing on is he's punching. Looks him off. Oh, oh, that elbow looked good. Then I got him in the mush, didn't it? Yeah. Bobby will pattern out over to Bobby. He's going to slide out and double knock and knock, knock and Yeah, there it is. Boom, double knock and knocker. And <laughs> it goes down. I bet they popped on that. Bobby will go back in over the slam. Is he going for the atomic fist drop? Yep, here he goes. Atomic fist drop. And bam. Heenan comes in and breaks up the cover. Yep, and there's the DQ. DQ. Yep. Bobby putting the boots to Lawler. And the $500 per punch was, was 84 Oh, gosh, we're way off. Whoa, that was yeah. the finish, isn't it? <laughs> yep, that was it. That's short and sweet to the point, wasn't it? <laughs> right, well, not as short because, you know, there's a clip that I didn't realize was there. That's a, how much long was it? 16 what? The 1606 was the time of the video. Do the uh, results that you looked at last week, did it have the time on it? Not that I remember, but I'm well, like Cage Match sometimes puts the times on the Cage Match, I think, sometimes. Yeah, let, let me check on that real quick. I don't think uh, Database puts the times. I think Cage Match, I think we'll say Cage Match does sometimes. It's, it's probably if it was, uh, I if, don't it, think they, if it was recorded. I care now. I bet it didn't. I don't think. I probably didn't get a lot cut out of it. I don't think. Cause I was firing up when it cut, and he was, he was then got locked with gold. So yeah, they I don't. Hate. They don't have any any times on it. Yeah. On I doubt if it was, I, I'm thinking it. It might have went 20 minutes, maybe 25. Because wasn't yeah, that I'm, like? I'm, I'm sure we didn't miss a lot, but. Because wasn't there like 20 matches on that card? <laughs> I think there, there was, was eight, bunch. but there was eight, but one match had like ten people in it. Yeah, I bet it was. I bet we didn't miss about five minutes, maybe. I don't think we missed a lot. Like I said, Lawler was when it cut, he was starting to rock, rocking, and then then when it flipped, he was rocking him. So I mean, you can only punch him so many times. You know what I'm saying? I don't so know I, the way the way, uh, <laughs> way Bachwinkle sells him, man. But still, I'm just saying though. I'm thinking maybe five minutes. You know. I don't know about him just punching 10 minutes straight. That would, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't think we might have get clipped about five minutes of it out. But I mean, it's, but it's I, good. It was a real basic, pretty much a get it again match. And then so Fiery said, back. So the punch match was in 84? The $500 punch match was 84. Wow. Yeah. That's, somebody have to pin it because, man, they, um, that's all all our did was punch, punch, punch. Dang. Huh. It's four. Huh. I thought I saw it. Yeah, I'm looking at the thing. Yeah, that's definitely older lower. 20, 20 punches, $500 per punch. Yeah. I'm looking at the gang. It's definitely later, later on. Wow. 
did you look? Okay, you said the next week Bachman wasn't there. Look, see, can you look up and see when he came back to Memphis? Is there any way you can find that out uh, real fast? I think I pro probably not real fast, but this will be edited. <laughs> so you're not like uh, what's his name? I mean, I'm going my mind. I can't think anybody's names. Um, you're not Conrad Thompson fast. <laughs> well, he has a whole team <laughs> pulling that stuff up. Oh my gosh. You didn't watch uh, AEW last night, did you? I, I, I didn't. I, well, I've seen some highlights from it, and man, that card looked amazing. Dude, did you see the clip of Arn Anderson falling? No. Did you hear about it? Uh, I saw someone say something about Arn online. He was on the apron going around the ring post, come to the other side on the apron, and when he went to go around the ring post, he slipped off and fell backwards off the ring. Oh, God. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw some people saying they thought it could be a part of the angle with uh, Black, with Malachi Black, but I don't know. No, because they went, after they did this spot where Cody knocks him off the apron. You wouldn't have him come off the apron two times back to back. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. But then again, you never know. <laughs> but I know one thing, Cody is not over at all. <laughs> that whole crowd was from Black. But my thing is, though, they have not, did really nothing for him to get heat, you know? Something I mean, really he, good. He, like, he kicked Arn in the face. Yeah, but after that, it's – but they had did nothing – they had did nothing with it. It's, there's too much in between, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, to, to – and it's like every time Cody's on, people are not liking him even more. I think that he should have beat up Brady last night. I think he would have got heat then. Well, I don't know. A lot of people like Brady, so – but – um. Yeah, she came back, and I was like, ugh. But, um, dude, that... Um, uh, he came back He came back to Memphis real quick. Uh, let's see, where was his first time back in Memphis? Uh, his first time back in Memphis was September 18th of 78, but he wrestled Jimmy Valiant. And when was this? Yeah. Oh, you just told September me 18th, 1978, and then he was back on the 25th. Okay, this match was in August, right? Yes. And then he came back in... September 18th, and then again on September 25th, both wrestling Jimmy Valiant. And actually on the 25th, it was in the Cook Convention Center. It wasn't in the Mid-South Coliseum. I kind of wonder what was up with that. So it seemed like you had to bring him back with Lawler. Unless... When did Lawler break his leg? No, I was saying that was uh, 80. Okay. First week of 80. And there was then, some time in January. Was he this... He wasn't back in uh, Memphis for the rest of 78. Why would you do that finish if you're not going to bring it back? I don't know. Who did Lawler work on those cards? Uh, I don't have to look up those, those cards one sec. I'm sorry. I mean, we don't have a cracked staff here. <laughs> we don't even have a crack here. He said crack. Oh, man. Oh, let's see. Events, 1978. Thank you to Cage Match. Did, did somebody buy Cage Match, or is that the other one somebody bought? Uh, I don't know. I used database, wrestle database, and cage matches to you. All right. So on the 18th, uh, so September 18th, this is the one that was at Mid-South Coliseum. The card was as follows. Tag team match, Tommy Gilbert and Wayne Ferris versus Frankie Lane and Mike Boyer. Singles match, Mr. Wrestling versus Jackie Welch. Guarantee that was not Mr. Wrestling. Um, I wonder if it was, because I know uh, Dick Steinborn did it. In Memphis at, at different time periods. I wonder if that might have been Dick Steinborn. Uh, let's see. We've got the uh, NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship being defended. Nelson Roy Royal versus Terry Sawyer. Singles I mean, match. Terry Sawyer. 
was go really ahead. good amateur wrestler. He was really good. Check this next one out. Singles match. Tommy Gilbert pulling double duty. And not only is he pulling double duty, he's wrestling Luthez. Oh, my gosh. That'd have been good. Uh, then world title match. Uh, Bachwinkle versus Valiant. Main event was tag team match. Lawler and the Stomper versus Jean and uh, Jean, Jean-Louis and Joe LeDuc. Hmm. Now, what was Lawler in the other one when uh, Bachwinkle was was working Valiant? What was, what, what was Lawler doing on that show? All right. So, about to go to that. Um, oh, re- real quick on that one before I leave it. So this is the one at the Mid-South Coliseum. Attendance was 5,307 people. Uh, and then let's go to the 25th. This is in the Cook Convention Center. It does not have a uh, an attendance on that. Um, ooh, and this was a five-match card. This wow. was Terry Sawyer versus Verlin Biggs. Mm-hmm. Tommy Gilbert versus Frankie Lane. Okay. Nelson Royal versus Bill Dundee, Jerry Lawler versus Joe LaDuke, and then Nick Bockwinkle versus Jimmy Valiant. So Lawler must have been in a feud with uh, LaDuke at the time. Yeah. It just seemed like they were a different finish, though. Uh-huh. I mean, they probably didn't want to beat Lawler, and that's what they came up with. Hmm. That's the only thing I can think. That or they didn't know when they was on. Maybe those two dates came open, and they brought Bockwinkle in. They already had Lawler. I'd like to see who Lawler was worked the week before this match. You could keep me busy. All right, I'll look in just one second. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, it's interesting, man, because it's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't they come back with this, you know? Yeah. With that kind of finish, because Lars should be mad that he just lost his title shot. You said you know, the week before this one we just watched, right? Yeah. Okay. Get a gist of, of who Lawler worked before. And we looked the week after, didn't we? Yeah, we did look at the week after. I can't remember who all worked though. All right, so I was able to find the show preceding this, um, and the card is as follows. Uh, By preceding this, I mean preceding the match we we just watched. 8-14-1978 from the Mid-South Coliseum. Tommy Gilbert versus Abdul Zatar. Beverly Shade and Natasha versus Ann Casey and Sherry Lee. Bill Dundee versus Jimmy Valiant. Nelson Royal versus Jackie Welch. And main event for the Southern Heavyweight title, Joe LaDuke versus Jerry Lawler. So, yeah, he was obviously involved with something with LaDuke. Okay. And so the Southern title is most likely the winner. Buckland comes in and, yeah, it's a one-shot deal. That's what I'm thinking. But um, So, Valiant is a heel. Is he? Working Dundee. I mean, Dundee was a heel as well. Not in 78. Uh, well, okay. So, on, on this card, hmm. Dick the Bruiser was always a babyface when he came in, right? I can't because uh, on on the same card that Bachwinkle wrestled Lawler, Dundee was in the eight-man tag with Dick the Bruiser, Tommy Gilbert, and Wayne Ferris. And the team that they were facing was Jean-Louis, Joe LeDuc, and the Valiant Brothers. Yeah. So they would have been healed? Okay. Well, I, hmm, Wayne Ferris as a babyface is strange. Well, he turned, they turned him just a little bit after that. He joined up with Valiant and bleached his hair. And I, I assume Dick the Bruiser was a babyface just because he was like a yeah. big draw. But yeah, okay. So basically, they got Bachwinkle in for a night. They let the win- the Southern Champion go against Bachwinkle. I'm thinking maybe they had two dates. Maybe maybe it's Bachwinkle. just kind of odd how he come in those two dates and not going against Lawler, unless in between there somehow Bayan got the Southern belt, which. Wouldn't make sense if he's feud with, with. I wish I had my 
I can't. I'm afraid if I pull my laptop up, he's not gonna cut this off. I can't. I'd look it up. So you have to look at everything. But that's just got weird though. But you know, he, he comes in two weeks in a row out of nowhere and works valiant. Yeah, let, let's see if he was even the Southern Heavyweight Champion because it, it's funny that rule only applied sometimes that the Southern Champion would get the shot. It was so funny. But most All right. time it was. Most so time. Lawler did win it on the 14th. Lawler dropped it on the 28th to Joe LaDuke. Okay. And Lawler won it back on September 4th. I was switching back and forth with him. Yeah, so he won it back, but never he didn't get the title shot. I'm just wondering if the LaDuke and Lawler thing was so hot that they didn't want to, and they just got... I mean, it could, it could be they brought the Stomper back for it you know, and stuff like That's that. What I'm saying. So. That's what makes me think that maybe Bachman got some open dates and Vern called Jerry uh, Jarrett and said, hey, but we got these new dates open. Do you want to use Bachwinkle? Maybe, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking because it's not, yeah, if you're bringing the Stomper, it's that, and they've been switching the belt back and forth. That's a hot angle. So you wouldn't want to take away. You've already did it for one week. You wouldn't want to take it away again, you know, and you already got the Stomper coming in and all that. So that's what I'm thinking probably happened that had some open dates and Vern probably called Jarrett and said, hey, you know, that's what I'm thinking. That would make sense. I bet. Yeah. It's just so funny how, like, they, they always were so heavy about that. Southern title always gets the shot. Yeah. Unless they don't want it to. Yeah. <laughs> but my, nine times out of ten, though, it was because they would do angles off from it. Who would get the, you know, I want the belt because I want the title shot coming up, you know, next month. And so they do a lot of angles off of that stuff, too. That was a good pick. And now i got to find me another pick because I didn't realize my pick that I had set up was a Bachwinkle match. <laughs> Yeah, I don't pay attention to things anymore. Or I just can't remember things. Yeah, I had, I'm about to save that Bachwinkle match for some other time. Dang, it was going to be a good one, too. But while, you're, on while you're looking at that, while you're looking that up, um, I, I'm going to give a sneak peek, but it, it's not live or launched yet. Um, but I have begun uh, that project that I alluded to last time of uh, I'm opening a page on Store Frontier for uh, pro wrestling wear. As of right now, I don't plan to have any of my wrestling merchandise on there. I, I still plan to keep uh, pro wrestling tees and pro wrestling merch. Um, but I am working on getting together uh, a site to sell just some general wrestling related merchandise. Um, you know, so it wouldn't necessarily be, be marketed for one specific wrestler or anything. Um, and me and Quentin have talked about some ideas and we, we've always been, we've always been kind of marks for, for the t-shirts and stuff like that, especially the old, older stuff and old logos and stuff. Um, so we're thinking about putting something together to, you know, get some cleaned up, modernized. If it's fun, you know, make some funny shirts, make some nostalgic shirts, just put some stuff out there that we think would be fun to wear. And hopefully you guys would think it too. Um, once we get everything launched and all that, I, I will share it, uh, but I do, I uploaded two designs today, and I really like this Store Frontier uh, site because you can get just about anything. Um, you know, they have, uh, you know, T-shirts, lady shirts, kid shirts, long sleeve shirts, uh, the baseball tees, hoodies, sweatshirts, tank tops, tie-dye shirts, which I love, you know, V-necks, and th this popped me too, aprons, baby onesies, <laughs> hand koozies. Uh, they've got some face covers. They've got some sweatpants, which I don't have anything for yet, but I've got stuff in my mind to get designs on those. Uh, but yeah, man, so um, more news will be out on that when we uh, get everything hammered down and I'll get a few designs on it so we can release it and, you, you know, there will be some options. 
Uh, but I did get to put on a design that I've wanted to put out there forever. Um, and as well, this will be the official home of our Territory Wrestling Review t-shirt. Um, because while I, I do do love pro wrestling tees and do love PW merch, sizing is sometimes hard. And Store Frontier, I will say, uh, has at least two shirts that go up to a 5X. So it, it'll be, we'll be able to have, you know, bigger shirts for, for our bigger folks. Um, and yeah, I, I've got a whole bunch of funny designs and, you know, uh, just designs that mean something to me in my head. And Quentin's been shooting some stuff that we're thinking about modernizing. And uh, it could be some fun stuff. Uh, but I just wanted to get that out there while Quentin was looking for that. Uh, I've got the page pulled up in front of me. And once I get it hammered down and get the page all put together, I think it's going to look nice. And hopefully you guys will like it. Sounds good. I have no idea what I'm on, where we're going next week because I, I had that picked. I have one other I was thinking about doing, but it's long. How it's long are we talking? Of, yeah, too long. Um, Quentin had a 90-minute Ironman match picked. No, it's close. I'm going to go back to it. 30 minutes and 36 seconds. <laughs> That's not bad. We've done longer. When I'm looking at the people in it, I don't know if that's going to be that good. <laughs> going that long, like when I bookmarked it, I didn't look at the time. Um, uh, I'm gonna. By the time we get done on this, I'll uh, I'll have it done, picked out. <laughs> All right. So end of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We will know what we're going to be watching next week. <laughs> well, actually, I think I'm gonna go with this because the I just pulled it up. It's four minutes in, and the match hadn't started. Still getting the, what do you call it, pomp and circumstance, whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that means it's coming from Japan. So, we're going to go with this. I don't think I have the year. No, of course I don't, because my stupid TV don't do the gimmick. So, we're going to go to Japan. It is Dusty Rhodes against, I'm assuming, trying to tell by the belt, it's the WW, maybe WF title match? Champion Bob Backlund. Oh, you know, I very classic, very different styles. Uh, and I found it. Is this uploaded by let's see Flare Fan Two Sixteen? You got it. All right, I will save that to my watch later. That's what we'll we will be date. watching. Did you find the date? Does it have the date on it? Because I can't pull it up on my TV. Gotcha. It won't never. While, while I'm looking for that, oh, it was uh, May twenty seventh, nineteen eighty. So they don't went to the the two W's by then, right? Oh, I don't know. Or sometime that year. We'll just go with WWF. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I don't know at all. But I think I may have seen this match. But it oh. was, if, I, if I have, it was once and very long ago. So you don't remember it? No, not, not one bit. So I had a, I, I got from High Spots a Dusty Roads, Best of Dusty Roads, but all their stuff to get around copyright, obviously, was from Japan. Mm-hmm. So it was all Dusty Roads in Japan. Yeah. Which was cool. So I I remember there being a match with him and Bachwinkle. Not uh, not Bachwinkle. I'm sorry. Him and him and Backlund. I'm not yeah. sure if it was this one or not. I have seen a match with. Him. Okay. So it's been long enough where you don't really remember. No, it? I don't. I don't remember a thing about it. Okay. Good. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so many of the matches I've seen, like I'd go to sleep to wrestling. You know what I mean? So it doesn't mean I yeah. sit there and studied. Yeah. For many years, I I slept to the sounds of wrestling. <laughs> Hey, you pick it up while you're sleeping. It's in your, you know? Yeah, the osmosis. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I knew it was something like that. I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to butcher it too bad. <laughs> oh, me. So, that's a good little match. Uh, 
And this one of the few times will be in New Japan Pro Wrestling, too. Was it New Japan? Yeah, Anoki's on commentary. Oh, it was, because, um, what's that? What'd you say? Anoki's on commentary. Okay. Well, that would make sense, too, because, yeah, that makes sense because they had an agreement with New Japan. New York yep. did. Yep. But Dusty, that's kind of odd, because Dusty, well, see, that's the thing. That, you know, the 70s time period up until, basically until Junior took over, everybody kind of, you know, we've talked about this before, about, well, you know, we, well, we've seen Dusty work um, Graham in the garden. Yeah. You know, it, it, it um, intertwined. I mean, I know New Japan, All Japan, didn't, they didn't really intertwine, but something like the, and All Japan was NWA at that time, and New Japan was New York, WF, but Dusty was booking Florida, which is... Yeah, I, I think my... Well, there, there's a, obviously the Eddie Graham uh, tie-in, but I also don't see Dusty doing the All Japan style. No, because the um, New Japan, it was more American style at that time. Well, yeah, and like, he was okay with more gimmicks. Like, la- later, obviously, he'd be the total opposite. Yeah. But <laughs> he was, you know, he, he'd go total No, he was gimmick. I know he was gimmick. He was all MMA gimmick to not kill the promotion. <laughs> yeah, it was a... Uh, I, I know what you're saying, yeah. It got, it got um, wild there for a while, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying. That, but like I said, there, there's really no, you know, I think it was, you know, but you had you guys that came over a lot. You know, they were working for all Japan or New Japan. But I think the guys just, the Americans just come over once every blue moon. I think they just went either way, I think. You know, so that's yeah. what I'm thinking. So, like, you know, like Hanson, you know, he, he was just, you know, Baba. So, for the most part, he did have a he did have a run in New Japan for a little bit. Really? He did a little bit with him. Wow, I knew I knew um, uh, Brody jump ship, but I didn't know uh, Hanson actually worked for Noki. That's why I like doing this. Learn stuff, learn stuff new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I believe I'm trying to remember when, but I believe like that's when he wrestled Hogan on that Japan on that Japanese show. Because let's see. Oh, was this like before he went main mainstay in Japan, or was he just going back and forth here and there? You know, I'm I'm actually not sure that I'm look I'm looking pulling it up here. Did you do? Uh, so he did so he did New Japan from seventy seven to eighty one. Okay. And then he went back again in ninety. So ninety would have been probably where he worked with Hogan. Yeah. Um but he did uh, all Japan from eighty one to ninety it says. And then from ninety one to oh one. So something happened in ninety and he left for a little bit. Wow. I mean, Bob must have had a little disagreement about something, probably. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, but, when he first came in 77, though, it was off the uh, the breaking San Martino's neck storyline. Yeah. Oh, and he came in to New Japan in 90, where he had the infamous ma- uh, confrontation and match with Vader. And we all know about that one. Oh, yeah, the eyeball. Yeah, but he, so he only did a couple couple matches after that. He had a couple matches after that and went back to all Japan. Just wondering if maybe Baba said go. Hey, Bonner, if he said, you know, I'm wondering, like, maybe Noki offered him a bunch of money and Baba said go. Go take go it take and come back. And come back. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. And you know you know what? That would be wanting to know that question because I'm sure it's covered. Would be a good reason to go over to our friend Scott Teal's page, Crowbar Press, and pick up Stan Hansen's autobiography. 
Oh, what a lead-in. <laughs> yeah, you like that? You like that? It was good, yeah. It sure was. <laughs> and after that, I want you to go over to the WMF page and <laughs> WMF YouTube page and, and watch Kevin Jones. And maybe I, I, my next JP has watched it by then, maybe. Uh, I, I feel like that segue was pointed directly at me. <laughs> no, it's it's pointed at anybody because it's um, you know, you, 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 what did you call it? Like a cult classic? Is that what you call it? Yes, that's that's what I call it. It's, it, you it's know, so bad it's good type thing. You know, it, it, you know what my favorite part is. The racial slurs that Kevin what? Jones probably drops. Well, yeah, that Kevin Jones' mic work, his, his racial mic working. Um, Fess love, man. Fess, he was hilarious. Oh, yeah, no, Fess was great. Oh, my gosh. Fess you know, I, I think about it, I was like, why in the world? Because I'm, I'm sure I thought it would have been entertaining then. That was more, really more immature then. And, and you know, everything's funny then. And it was like 90 degrees in that dressing room. Why in the world didn't I go up there and just sit up there? I had to be doing commentary and just sit up there and listen to him. That would have been definitely would have been better sitting in that hot butt dressing room down there. Yeah, he's hilarious, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fess was funny. That's why, like, before I learned about WMF, I was a fan of the Dandy Sports Show. Yeah. Oh, no, I was, I was a mark for dandies. <laughs> Um, so they plugged WMF and I'm like, what's this? Oh, it's on this same channel. And I would catch it whenever it came on or sometimes just random times. Cause you know, MTSU TV's hurting for, uh, content and, <laughs> and yeah, uh, I became a fan of that. Never went to a live. Well, I, I guess I technically did go to a live show cause that, uh, benefit for the, uh, Captain D's murders was, yeah. was a WMF show. But beyond that, never yeah. went to a live show, but watched every episode of medium rare. I want that mind to start putting sitting and start putting the um, the dates when these shows were, you know? Yeah. Because I because it's so the random. So trying to figure out, you know, what day was you know. I'd still love to have him on for an interview. I don't know if he'd ever do it, but I'd still love to have him on because I'd love to pick his brain too. about a lot of things. Now, yeah, you know, just in the, the general behind the scenes business. I don't know how much he had to do with actual promotion because I know that was was Cheatham's thing, but I know he was very hands on in the improvement of that company. Okay, he had nothing to do with the booking, far as I know, um, but it was all about, he was all about promoting, and, you know, he was, uh, this is what's, uh, he spent a lot of money on, you know, that's what, he spent a lot of money back then, um, because what it looks like, I mean, if you think it, it looks kind of ratty now, on ta uh, you should have seen it before he, you know, actually tried to clean it up a little bit. Right. And, because um, it was just an old mechanic shop. And it's garage, and um, so he spent a lot of money just cleaning it up and putting up the tarps around the walls and stuff. Um, he um, he was the one I think got us the deal at the armory. I'm pretty sure that he's the one that got us. Well, uh, so we left Laverne and we went to, back to Grand Slam USA in Smyrna, Tennessee, um, and we could only we could only stay like six months at a time because of the soccer season, and we had nowhere to go. And uh, Brian didn't want to shut back down, and I want to say he he helped us get in the armory. I think I could be totally wrong on this, but something is sticking out in my head that he was he helped us get in the armory, and he and something to deal with. Um, there was a on that base there was like a special needs school, and they worked at a deal. I think I think was tied into us getting the armory. 
I could be totally wrong, but for some reason it's clicking in my mind that he worked at a deal with that school of letting them in free so we could get the armory because they had Brad had wrestling with the armory. For some reason that's sticking out in my mind that he was he was he got us the armory. I said, uh, I could be totally wrong. So Monty, if you're listening, let me know if I'm right on this or not. Um, or just come on and we'll ask you. Or just come on if you ever want to. But even if you don't want to come on, at least let me know. Make sure it's something. I'm not just thinking something. But I do remember one time, uh, he had a bunch of flyers printed off. It was Monty, Dieter Brock, and the two Wave Boys. Um, what was their name? Wave Sean and Shane Wave, maybe? I can't remember. My mind's so jacked up. They went out to the I-24 Expo. And one of them got on one entrance, one of the other entrance, was handing out the flyers. Monty printed them all up himself, and they went out there and spent a whole Saturday out there. So he put a lot of time and money. He put in, I think he did redid the lights, but uh, too much as they would allow him in the, the armory to for TV to get it lit up better in there, but it was so dark. Um, he spent so much money of his own out of pocket, you know. So, um, but yeah, just, you know, the booking, I'm not very broad cheap on this, but his booking was just, because I guess because I'm old school, but his booking to me was just, I didn't understand it. I think that's why he let me book a lot of my own stuff, um, you know. But that his, I mean, the people, it seemed like they liked his booking, so I mean, I don't know. Um, but some of the stuff I didn't understand, uh, but I think it's like I said, that's I guess why he let me basically book my own stuff after a while. Um, but it's just, it's just, a, it's a niche, it's one of those niche things, you know. Yeah. You don't like it. Or you're going to hate it, you know? Well, and it's one of those ones that, like, watching later, you can get a whole new fan base. And, I, I, you know, and I hope I hope Monty does that. You know, I hope it, I hope it works for him. But we're, we're pushing it. Hopefully it does. Man, I wish he would. I wish he did more than one match a week. Because <laughs> after I watch a match, I'm like, I want to see something else, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I wish. I, I know it's just too much work. He's, like, he's got to get these. Clean them up. Some music he can do. Some music he can't. He used, you know, he's doing a lot of work. I just, man, it, I would love to see whole episodes. So I can watch what storylines there were, you know? Yeah. It seemed like they, the, the, the Tommy Big Figure, Brian Cheatham angle forever. You know, they kept it going forever. You know, you get interested in it and, you know. Uh, but I just know it's going to be too much work to do whole episodes, you know, to, to um, you know, to uh, put on there. They just don't, you know, one match a week after he's, it's a lot of work. You know, he, he has a real job. <laughs> so, I mean, he ain't making no money off his stuff. So, I just wish, I, maybe one day he'll get be able to start putting, you know, two on there or something. But um, until then, just go go to the WMF uh, YouTube page and check it out. And they got a Facebook page too, don't they? They do have a Facebook page, WMF Medium Rare, over on Facebook as well as YouTube. Yeah, so go check out their Facebook page too. Um, you know, it's about matches and stuff. Yeah. And mind if you're listening, put some more matches of me on there. <laughs> you only have like two, I think. We're <laughs> the tag team champions forever. Anyway, um, you uh, sent me a link to uh, one of my old matches from 2001. Yeah, 2001. Yeah, uh, my, my friend Chris had sent me a match. Um, that someone is starting to upload. Uh, we thought it was just going to be Nashville and Tennessee area stuff, but uh, I think they're uploading their wrestling collection because it's yeah. it's very varied in what they have. Um, but it's just all sorts of wrestling TVs. The YouTube user is Kayfabe Mark, uh, but it's got NWA from Nashville, 
you know, different NWA territories. It has TWA, which was a uh, was it Texas Wrestling Association, Shawn Michaels group. That sounds sounds close enough. Yeah, <laughs> Shawn and, and, and most recently, he has downloaded the Hermie Sadler UWF TNA joint show um, that they were running in Virginia. And you said you'd seen a couple of them, and those are really good shows. Yeah, um, back my trading days, I got some of those in on a trade one time. Um, yeah, it was basically TNA guys. You know, at the beginning, you know, they were just really good. Uh, good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, it's basically... Because I think they even used the um, six-sided ring, too, I do believe. Yeah, well, I do know... At, one the time, shows, at the time, re, uh, TNA wasn't running house shows, correct? Not to know. So, I mean, that was practically their house shows, probably. Yeah, yeah, because I think at the time, that's, they were still getting... Those guys were still getting to work. They were TNA... Working Hermie Sadler shows and Ring of Honor shows, all those guys. And, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I want to say they had it. I know on one of the shows I had on DVD, they had the, um, the six sided ring. So, but yeah, that, that's, it works at the few I saw. I got the trade pretty good. But get back that, um, yeah, go check that guy's YouTube page. He's got stuff. And it was, um, the match, the show was, um, what was it? Worldwide, NWA Worldwide? It hadn't changed into a main event by that time. It was still worldwide, wasn't it? Yeah, it was worldwide. Because Mike Porter, he's running the fairgrounds. Um, it was me and Fair Fox, uh, Sweet and Sassy. We were the American Tag Team Champions going against Jeff Daniels and uh, Tim Renesto. So had they <laughs> had they been World Tag Team Champions yet or no? No, that was after. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we were me, me and Fair were the baby faces. Imagine that. And. Uh, the match started. They start. They start the match off during the heat, and uh, when they, on the, you know, so heat's on me. <laughs> and uh, I still remember this. Uh, Jeff saw me. He goes, "Hey, she gets she feel good. She in calls for a small package." I never did small package in my life. <laughs> so I'm like, "Well, gotta go with it." So I grab him and kind of flop over, and we go over, and I still. I, before I even saw this the other night when I watched it, rewatched it, I, I still remembered it. I was trying to hook his leg with my leg, and I was, like, kicking my leg because my legs were so short. I couldn't reach his leg, and you could see on the video, I'm sitting there kicking my leg. It was funny. But, uh, yeah, that was, um, yeah, we had, man, it, we were actually kind of getting over. Um, we are doing the deal where it was, we wasn't beating nobody, but we kept winning because New South, Scorpions, and Asher Hudson, and then Jeff Daniels and Tim Ernesto, they were wanting the belts. So we had the belts, and they kept interfering each week on each other. So they wouldn't win the belts, and they, then they'd get the next shot. So we had it set up. Well, Farron set all this up because uh, we had to work. Dan, Daniels and Ernesto took his a row, and um, Dominique kept interfering. So Farron had his idea because Farron was, was real bu- good buddies with uh, – she was a ballet named Savannah. She worked for – Bert for, for a while, worked for Porter. Um, but she hadn't worked in probably six months, maybe, or so. And Farron was like, well, we'll bring in Savannah when, you know, something interference. Jeff, Jeff and uh, Dominique was okay with it. Porter was okay with it, but he said, I had to okay it with Bert. Because at the time, that was Mike Porter's TV, but it was under Bert's time slot, Bert's thing with the TV station, Bert's uh, contract with the sports arena in Nashville. Um, Bert was getting ready to start back up. You, he been doing music city and all that. He shut down for a while. Porter took over his, his Saturday thing, 
that he was going to start USA up. He did it, I think, in the summer. So I think Bert actually agreed to it first, and then by the time we got to the sports arena that night, Bert told Porter, if she comes in the building, he's shutting it down. Nah, man. So Porter had to come. He went to Farron. So if she comes in the building, she can't come. She can't do it. Work it's off. Thing was off because Bert don't want her in the building. I don't know what you know. Who knows what it's all about and all that. So Farron got mad. He was mad. He's like, I'm done. He, he told. He told um Porter said, it's my last night. I'm done. And I was like, oh, piss. And I, you know, I, he said, he came to me, I said, man, he said, he goes, I'm sorry. I said, you know what? You're standing up for something you believe in, so I'm not mad at you. You know, nobody stands up for themselves in the rest of the time. So nobody stands up for themselves. You're actually standing up for something you believe in, so I, I could have be mad at you, you know? And um, so we dropped the belts out. We weren't supposed to drop them for another month, I think, or at least, yeah, almost another month. And we dropped the belts that night, and it was done. I was like, oh, we were just starting to get a little over. <laughs> you see, we were there the year before uh, working for Bert, and um, we were heels. And, and then Porter, when Porter, he came, he brought us back and put, made us baby faces and everything. And we were starting to get, like I said, we were starting to get over. And, um, you know, it just, like I said, I don't know what it was with Bert and Savannah, but I was like, you know, the whole thing was good. You know, it was, it, it was the whole the three what three team gimmick was getting over, you know, and we were starting to get over baby faces. And I think actually I think Savannah coming in doing the little thing with Dominique, I think it would have popped a little bit. You know, people would you know it just it's like, man, you know? Yeah, what could have so been. He yeah, so he leaves and so we dropped the belt. So what are you gonna do with me? Can't leave me baby face. So I think the the next week they turned me hill. I turned on Lance Dreamer, and on that episode, um, not that episode, I found another episode on there that I had. It was later, like three weeks later. Yeah, <laughs> we did it. It, it was, uh, this is what was weird. So, Porter was running Ashland City that night, and, they always, they, and then Bert ran Lebanon. They didn't advertise Bert's show at all on the TV. They advertised the crap out of Porter's show in uh, Ashland City. So we got to Coleman Studios where we taped our, where they did the TV uh, editing and we taped our promos and stuff. That was was a Wednesday night, I think we did. I think it was on Wednesday nights, I, Wednesday or Thursday nights. I can't remember. So I get to Coleman to do interviews, and they turned me heel the week before on time on uh, Lance Dreamer. Uh, so I'm thinking I'm fixing going to program with Lance Dreamer, right? Because Brother Ernest just paid me off to turn on Lance Dreamer. So I'm thinking I'm going to be in, you know. Brother Ernest is stable with um, the Devils, right? I mean, I'm assuming not right. Huh? That I'm assuming what? not right. <laughs> you know, you got, I mean, what? A, that's a heat getter. Two Devils, a homosexual, and a fake preacher. How could you not get heat from that collection, you know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm sorry, a TV evangelist. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay. So, uh, so I'm there at... Uh, Coleman and then Porter's talking about. It. He's like, "Hey, we're going to bring in, we're bringing you a new partner." I was like, "Who is it?" He said, "Skinny Kenny." I was like, "Oh yes, yes, that's going to be good. That's oh, yeah. going to be awesome." Skinny Kenny so Arden was awesome. Oh, I love Kenny Arden. Bless his heart. God rest his soul. Um, I was like, "Oh, that's going to be so much fun." And so we cut the promos for Ashland City. I'm working James Storm. So James cuts his promo, talks about. 
of course, me being fat and all this and that, and gonna kick my AWS, you know, and all this and that. And uh, so, if so, it's time for me to do my promo. And because he said, somebody said, you get the prayers of being in the ring with James Storm. And I got him the first time, I said, hey, James Storm, I guess you better scratch that, reverse it, pal. It's a, it's a, an honor for you to be in the ring with me, buddy. I said, you just started. I've been around for a while, you know. <laughs> guess who's, guess whose interview didn't air? Yours. Mine. And guess who went to Ashton City and was told to go to Lebanon to work for Bert that night? I'm guessing you as well. Yeah. Guess what? Skinny Kenny never showed up. <laughs> Did, did you think Skinny Kenny was even supposed to show up? Yes. I think somebody got mad because I, I don't have any proof of this, but you know how things talk about flavor of the month. You might get a little heat. Oh, God. So I went to Lebanon, and then who did I do a job to? I did a job to somebody. I can't remember who it was. <laughs> yeah, so Skinny Kenny never showed up. I went back the next week. Um, I worked some kid out of uh, Louisiana that um, uh, came up with, uh, I think he came up with, um, uh, what's the guy from L- Louisiana? Working Chase. No. Cassidy uh, Riley. There you go, Cassidy O'Reilly. Uh, he came up with him. And this guy, he's, he, we go, he comes around the back and he's talking everything. He's like, I was like, so what can you do? He was not a big guy at all. He was like, all these, he's like, I said, well, okay, well, what do you and I was like, because I've never worked this guy before. I'm not going to go out there and just call him the ranch. It's like, so what do you want to do? Let's, you know, let's, you know, we'll, we'll, what do you want to open up with? You know, we'll go from there. I, uh, I'll cut you off. I will suplex you. <laughs> huh? I said, I said, no. He said, why not? I said, for one thing, you're 150 pounds. And I'm at that time, I was about 340, maybe 350, maybe. Try to think, no one. So I'll buy probably about three. I go in the middle of 345. I'm like, no, there's no way, dude. And um, as I can get you over, I said, dude, that's not the point. And we'll do something. I said, we're going to keep this basic. And I guess it pissed him off. <laughs> and he leaves. And went, so I'm sitting there. Chris Martha goes, that boy just hell bent on suplexing you, Quentin, wasn't he? <laughs> I said, yeah, he was, Chris. <laughs> but I can't do a Chris Martha's voice. Just picture that in Chris Martha's voice. Just, he just looks up at me and says, that's out of nowhere. You should have just took the suplex, man. Why? Oh, I'm kidding. Okay, I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't have took it either. Said, I said, you know, if you think you can get me over, go ahead and try it. <laughs> but, uh, so I worked this kid, the match was horrible. Uh, the next week I worked Barry, was that Barry, was that one Barry Houston? Or was he already gone by then? Barry Houston, was that, I think it might have been, was that, I can't remember. Um, no, that was the other run. Uh, oh, I got it. I called Porter, I said, hey, uh, who do you got me working? I think he said, well, my I think it's the end of the show. I was like, am I on book for next week's show? I said, yeah, but I don't got nobody for you. I said, I said, well, about, I got this. I said, if you need somebody, I got a kid up in uh, Smyrna. I said, do you mean to bring him in? Let me work him. And um, he's like, I said, Daniels can vouch for him. And Jeff's like, who is it? I said, it's Chris Gatlin. He said, yeah, yeah, bring that kid in. So I brought him in, shined him up like a million dollars. No, no, scratch it, reverse it. Week before that, I worked. Uh, what's the guy from Memphis? Jerry Lawler. Team. Huh? Jerry Lawler. You what? No, I didn't say hung out at, at school. I said, <laughs> I said, I said, a school teacher. Sorry, you got me on that one. Uh, the professor? No, his gimmick wasn't. It was his 
he was Bayface for a long time, and then he turned heel, and he was he wore like the Hogan boas and stuff. I, dude, I don't know. Come on, what is his name? Matt Stryker. No, no, they didn't. They kayfabe. He was a school teacher, I think. I don't know. Come man. on, help me, man. You worked that in the the Tennessee. Not a lot. He looked he. he he looked when he was younger, when he first started, when he was bay face, and then by the time he got turned a heel toward, actually, I think I was done. I think he should come to Saul. Had the big Hulk Hogan boas. Kevin White! Oh, God. Yeah, I haven't thought about Kevin in forever. Okay. Yeah, it was his first night I didn't know he was a school teacher. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a football coach. High school football coach. Um is, so is it bad that if you would have said high school football, uh, said football coach, I'd have been, I probably would have guessed it. But for some reason, school teacher, I was like, no. Nope. Well, I forgot he was a football coach until I started my, my brain. You know, it takes a while for my brain to get going, you know. I, I didn't so, have a whole bunch of interaction with Kevin, but uh, when I did work Memphis, his uh, his dad would manage me every now and then. That's right. That's right. I forgot about his dad managing. Okay. So I worked him, shined him up good. And then that's why I said, what's the thing? You know, and he said, um, uh, that's, that's why I said, you know, about Chris Gatling. I said, yeah, bring it, you know, Jeff vouched for him, Jeff Daniels vouched for him. I brought him in. I laid out the match. I said, this, you know, basically, you have to lay out the opening, opening spot for him. I bumped my butt off, put him over, we get to the back. Guess who walks in? Barry Houston. Burt Prentice. Hmm. I was like, okay. And he was going around talking. I was like, okay, he's fixing I was like, he's fixing to take back over. He came and goes, Quentin, that was a really good match. You did really good out there with that kid. I was like, I know the world's coming in now. Burt Prentice just gave me a compliment. <laughs> and uh, so, as far as I said, in my, uh, my next week's show, I said, I don't know. I ain't got the card yet. Um, he said, uh, Tommy Higgy's going to be doing some of the booking. Uh, I'll have him call you. So Tommy calls me later in the week. Quentin, we ain't got nothing for you. <laughs> I was like, all right. So that week we closed down. That was the same week we closed down uh, WMF. Me and Chris Gatling, because we were running it that time. Because Brian Cheatham, he had, he he didn't want to run no more. So me and Chris Gatling took over. We ran it for, for three months, I think. So we shut down. So there goes my Friday night booking. There goes my Saturday night bookings. I'm like, I ain't got no bookings. <laughs> What am I going to do? <laughs> you know? It's like, crap. Um, what did I do? I'm trying to think. I can't remember. Oh, I took a couple weeks off. I was like, man, I got to order. I ain't I got no shows, you know? So I knew Tim Scruggs was running, but I knew he didn't pay. I was like, well, I'm going to go up there and get me a couple bookings just to keep me over trying, you know, I can find me some bookings somewhere, you know? Um, so I, called, I, went, I went up there and talked to Scruggs. He's like, yeah. And pay was horrible. Horrible. I was like, all right, so what was going to be a two weeks run there ended up over two and a half years. <laughs> yeah, because let's say you were there for a while. Yeah, you know, because see, what was crazy, because after I worked Scruggs those two weeks, I, I moved from Antioch to Mount Juliet, Tennessee, which I'd go out the back way out of my, my neighborhood, and I could be in Gallatin in 20 minutes, sometimes 15, just spends traffic. Yeah. So I was like, I'm getting halfway get everywhere else, but I'm only at 15, 20 minutes down the road. And you know me, I get lazy and comfortable in places. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here for a little while. And, just, and then I brought Insane Shane in, worked him. Then we 
turned him and we started teaming and uh lance dreamer started coming up there and so we started working with him when he'd come in town and and basically um most of the whole time i was there scrubs let me book my own stuff basically he, he would tell me what he wanted for a finish but i tell him i want to work these guys these guys these guys you know yeah i mean so, you know there's a certain level of where I can see that you can, you know, give up what you would normally have for that. But I mean, you're one of the only guys on that show getting paid. So yeah, <laughs> me and Shane were a lot of nights. Yeah. So I mean, hey, you really can't complain too pay. much. Do what? You really can't complain too much. And you know, there's a lot of nights. I was the only one getting paid on WMF Brian Cheatham shows too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I was thinking, dude, you know, I was working at Brian Cheatham's there that when we were in Laverne. I lived the next exit down, basically. It took me 10 minutes to get to the building. And what I was making was crazy for driving 10 minutes every Saturday. Yeah. Oh, you, you had it easy, man. I was making $35 in 2001 to drive 10 minutes, five miles. Yeah. And, and get the basically, you, you get paid for the drive. You don't get paid for the wrestling. So... I think that, I mean, you know, that was pretty good. And then when they made it smart, I mean, well, that's another up the road a little bit, but still, you know, still wasn't that bad. But when we was in Laverne, dude, I couldn't have beat that. No. Five miles. So what's 35 bucks in 2001 to, to now? Oh, let me check. It's about 50 bucks, 60 bucks. Wow, probably more than that. I can't believe we're talking any payoffs on this show. We're not supposed to? I just can't believe we are. Well, well you can edit it out then. Fifty-two ninety-six. That's a good guess. So, would you drive ten minutes, five miles up the road for fifty dollars? Fifty dollar booking? Oh, I would have to know who I'm wrestling. Well, that's what I'm saying. I pretty much got pick and choose. Yeah, like I said, the, that can, the control comes with a, a certain level of I'll, I'll give I up. A little I, bit. Control, I had most control who I worked. Yeah. Personally, I didn't work a lot of those, those guys. If you look, I, I mean, I don't. Was, I don't think you had a bad deal at all. That's what saved a lot of people thought I did. They're like, why are you working down with those guys? Yeah. No, nah, I don't so, think you had a bad deal. And the Scruggs thing, I mean, it wasn't as good of a deal as that, but, you know, basically driving 20 minutes for, you know, I ain't okay, $15, or I could drive almost an hour and a half to Columbia for 30 you know, and have kind of say-so over what's going, what you're working, you know? Yeah. So that's why I got, you know, people are like, why you stay there for, you know, well, I don't think can't be paying good yeah but you got to think about what you're getting you know and how, how far are you getting and you know you know what i'm saying yeah i know exactly what you're saying yeah. no, I've, I've i've taken less for you know a certain match or to be able to have some say so to run an angle that i wanted to run type thing yeah and it's a short trip. you know shorter it's trips it. short trip helps yeah so yeah short yeah, trip for sure about, helps that's why people say why are they working those places that's why i did you know Oh, I don't pay. You know, I didn't. I didn't say don't pay, but you know, I was at home. You know, ten thirty, eleven o'clock, the latest. And that's because we sit around and shoot the crap after the after the you know, show's over. You know. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted, to, I could have been out of there, been home about you know ten o'clock probably if I wanted to. You know. So yeah, I mean, but, yeah. There's a lot of times I think me and me and Insane Shane were the ones getting paid at Scrubs. I mean, he would bring people in every now and then. He'd bring somebody in. You know, and pay them, and some man would cheat them. Uh, I know it was in Laverne. He brought in, um, he bring people in every now and then. He brought in Chris Michaels once. He brought in Stephen Dunn, 
He brought in Shane Morton and Gary Valiant, Hot Rod Biggs. Um, he brought in Mark Gordy, Troy Eaton. So those guys are getting paid too. But like the regular crew, I think I was the only one getting paid. Yeah. Unless he was giving maybe a, a $5 here and there to guys maybe. But um, how'd we get off on that? I have no idea. I don't either, man. Good grief. All right, well, go check out my Facebook page, uh, UWA Fez1976. Oh, yeah. Check it yeah. out. I've seen you've been, you've been throwing some stuff up there. Yeah, I've, I've been putting the uh, the Tuesday night UWA cards, the card and the results, and then the next night, uh, the Goulas card and result the next night because, like I said, they were running opposition against each other. So, And if you notice, there is big difference in the, in the people that have the style, you know, the guys, you can tell by the way they work. They're different styles, you know. Um, well, I mean, Goulas went about that uh, that Memphis stuff. Not Goulas, the but Thaz, Thaz, I'm sorry. Thaz oh, yeah, went about yeah, that, yeah. that Memphis stuff. Yeah. I mean, they get wild on some stuff, but the majority of the, the show wasn't, you know. And I think that's what – I think why he didn't do the good Nashville is because um, the style – I mean, you know, they would have some stuff where they would – you know, they would have – but the overall of it, you know. The overall yeah. thing of it was uh, in the pro. Even Thaz, Thaz, when he started, that's what you know he wanted. He wanted a different style of a promotion. Um, so yeah, check those out. And um, am I missing anybody that we usually talk about? Oh, Chris Michael's book. Oh yeah, yeah. indestructible. The Chris Michael story. Did you get the book? No, because Chris was double shotting, and by the time I was done, Chris was gone. And I told well, him I'll I wanted the book. Christ. <laughs> he had oh. another town to make. Yeah, old double shot. <laughs> Gotta make that money. Um, well, if you're not booked on the same show, if you're at, or if you're at the show, <laughs> pick up his book, go to his Facebook page, hit him up, set up somehow to get his book. Yeah, and, and preferably do it that way, guys. Do it either in person or if you go on his Facebook page, they have a Cash App link or a PayPal link, and they'll get and they'll send it out to you. And I believe he's still doing. He was doing. If you buy a book, you get a free T-shirt. Um, but do it that yeah. way because it's on Amazon, but. Amazon takes a huge cut. I talked to Chris about yeah. that this weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go, go through Chris so he can and help, help helps him out more. You know, and um, I mean Amazon's good and, and and simple and everything, but you know, help a brother out. You know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, go pick up Chris's book. Uh, we missing anything? Your stuff. Your um, yeah, uh, guys. I'll, I'll make it quick because it is getting late. Um, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Jeremiah Plunkett. That currently is where the Territorial Wrestling Review shirt is, but that will be changing. Um, then you can also go to, uh, what is it, PWMerch.com backslash Plunkett. And then uh, the only other thing is go to Fight TV and uh, subscribe to the NWA package. <laughs> you said package. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, sorry. I just like that. All right, well, we went way over. We've been too good these last two weeks, man. We yep. kept it really short. I just, I believe that was my ramble tonight. Well, we had a long one for once. I hadn't had one in a couple of weeks, so it's bound to happen. All right, you got anything to add? I'm good, man. If you're done, I'm done. Sick of pork in her, she's done. Or Jeremiah Plunkett, Quentin Charisma. Hey, that's me. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.